And we're looking uh, in particular at, at prayer according to Jesus throughout this series and how he teaches us to pray in what we now call uh, the Lord's Prayer. How can we grow in the practice of prayer? You know, there's one activity that's meant to be the most important activity uh, for your life and for mine, and that is prayer. Think about that. The most important activity of your life. Prayer is meant to be that. Charles Dickens is best known for his story, A Christmas Carol, uh, with such famous characters as Tiny Tim and Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, I'm not looking to spark a debate about when we should officially start talking about Christmas or getting ready for Christmas. Uh, some of those debates can be pretty uh, intense. Uh, not looking to offend anybody, but in my opinion, it's never too early uh, to start talking about Christmas. But Charles Dickens also wrote a novel called Oliver Twist, and in it, young Oliver knew what it was like to be hungry, unloved, and dependent on the kindness of strangers, some of whom turned out not to be uh, so kind after all. He grew up in an orphanage. Uh, he got transferred to a workhouse and found himself forced to beg for handouts. There's a touching scene when young Oliver holds out his bowl at the workhouse. And do you remember what he says? Please, sir, I want some more. Please, sir, I want some more, he says. And he asks because he's hungry and malnourished. The master of that workhouse, though, is quite cruel, and, and he refuses Oliver's request. Oliver gets in trouble simply for asking. It's difficult uh, for any of us to imagine ourselves in such circumstances that we would have to beg for food. As we're driving around, we might see the occasional person holding a, a sign asking for food, or maybe we see them and then turn away so we don't have to see a person begging. But are we really that different? We pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus specifically tells us to ask God for bread, for what will sustain us. Why would Jesus teach us to pray that way? The petition for daily bread teaches us the humility proper to creatures. Jesus reminds us of our absolute dependence on God by putting in our mouths the words of a beggar. Give us bread. Our life is not our own. We are beggars before God. When we confess our daily need for bread, we train ourselves to think of food as a gift of God, an expression of his grace. You know, we depend on the earth for food. Our, our lives are tied to God's creation. Food doesn't grow on the grocery store shelves. We depend on the land. We depend on the people who cultivate the land. And it's all an expression of God's gracious and loving provision. Hunger and thirst are a basic part of life for, for all of us. We, we hunger and thirst for what will nourish and sustain us 
That's true physically, and it's also true spiritually. Uh, in our souls, uh, the deepest places of our lives, we all hunger and thirst for what will truly satisfy. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What do you hunger for today? What do you thirst for right now? God provided manna for his people, the Israelites, in the wilderness during their long and winding journey out of slavery in Egypt and into the promised land. And you know, for us too, it's like life is, is a journey and, and often it, it's, it's, it's a winding journey, isn't it? Well, for the Israelites, God provided this manna, and the manna was found each morning on the ground. It was a fine substance, a, a flake-like substance that, that God provided, and hence the, the phrase manna from heaven, that it, it, would, it would come down uh, from God every single day. And each person was instructed to gather a certain amount of manna each day, the equivalent of about two quarts, and twice that on the day before the Sabbath, which was uh, a day of rest. Manna that was left on the ground after the sun warmed the earth quickly disappeared. The people depended on God's provision each day. And each day, God faithfully provided for them. In the New Testament, our reading for today, uh, a group of people asked Jesus to do great signs like the provision of manna in the wilderness. His response is striking. Uh, this is something only Jesus could truly say. Listen to what he says. He says that the manna, that bread from heaven, came as a gift from God and that he, Jesus, was the bread of life. Jesus explains, truly I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they respond, always give us this bread. That's when Jesus says this great I am statement, revealing his identity and who he is. He says, I'm, I'm the bread of life. Food sustains our bodies and it's essential to life. You might have a favorite place you go for food, a favorite restaurant. One of our family's favorites is Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A, the founder, uh, S. Truett Cathy, uh, has a saying that's displayed in Chick-fil-A restaurants. Maybe, maybe you've seen it before. Food is essential to life, therefore make it good. A simple statement, but some wisdom there. You know, our bodies depend on food, so it might as well be good, right? In saying, I'm the bread of life, Jesus is saying, I give you life. The source of your life each day is Jesus. Jesus offers you life that is, is good. Now, if you're wondering, I'm not sure. Like, is that really good? I can identify I think I've, I've always believed in Jesus, but when I was young, I went through a phase where I was, I was quite hesitant about my faith. 
I was hesitant largely because I thought a life of following Jesus would be dull and, and boring and would like interfere with you know, my great plans for my life and I didn't want anything to do that. But what I found is actually the opposite is the case. Rather than being dull and, and boring, interfering with like our heart's desires, the life Jesus gives us is the best life. It's, it's the good life. This is the good life for you and for me. He offers you true and abundant life. Jesus says, whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You and I come to Jesus by faith, by believing and trusting in him. Deep down, what do you hunger and thirst for today? Contentment? Joy? Love? Forgiveness? Peace? Purpose? Hope? Jesus has come to give you all that and more. Each day, God provides for our needs. How should we respond? Here are two ways that will help you understand the meaning of this line of the Lord's Prayer for your life today. First, gratitude. Gratitude. We have the ability to choose what we're going to focus on and what our attitude is going to be. Day by day, moment by moment, you can decide. The implications of what you choose to think about and what you choose to say will be significant. Repetitive complaining will attract things for you to complain about. If you're not sure about that, try it, and you will find that it's true. You start complaining about things, and, and, and you, will, you will find more things that you can complain about. By contrast, repeated gratitude will attract things for you to be thankful about. And you try that, and you'll see that is true, too. And that's the power of gratitude. Today, we're going to give you something that will help you cultivate gratitude in your heart and life. Uh, you see the jars up front. And you can get yours when you come forward for communion. If you got one last week or if you kept your jar uh, from last year, you can use that one. On each jar is the word gratitude. Uh, each day from now until Thanksgiving, write down on a slip of paper one thing you're thankful for. And then put that piece of paper in the jar. On Thanksgiving Day or sometime around Thanksgiving, take out all the slips of paper and and read them. I would suggest reading them aloud, because then you're not, you're not just reading them with your eyes, you're hearing them. And, and you'll be reminded of those things that you named, that you were thankful for. And you can do that as part of your observance of Thanksgiving, this day all about giving thanks. You can do this on your own or as a family. Everything you write down, no matter how, how small or how big it might be, everything is a sign, a reminder of God's daily provision for you. This simple practice will help you see more clearly how God provides for you. And, and I think you'll have a more meaningful thanksgiving as a result. And even more, you'll discover a greater sense of fulfillment each day 
as you focus on looking out for what you're grateful for. And so use your gratitude jar this November. You can make it an annual tradition. My family has done that, and it's really helped. But this simple practice will help you live with a grateful heart. A grateful heart is a heart that is content. It's a heart that is at peace. And this will help you appreciate and see more deeply how God provides for you each day. The Lord gives us our daily bread. He gives us so many gifts, opportunities, abilities, second chances, the people in our lives, friends and family, and more. We have so many reasons to be grateful. Each day, God provides for your needs and for mine. And that realization should lead us to respond with gratitude. A second response is like it, love. Because of God's daily provision for you and me, we can respond in love. The twofold love Jesus says is most important of all, love for God and love for our neighbors, love for others. A friend of mine is a pastor and professor uh, from North Carolina. Once he was teaching a group of pastors in South Sudan, Africa, one of the pastors raised his hand and asked, why do you still need to pray for daily bread? He explained the reason for his question. We live in a world of the haves and the have-nots. You are from among the haves. You have plenty of food. So why do you need to ask God for food? My friend was initially taken aback by the question it was one of those telling questions that allowed him to see himself through the eyes of another person. He would hardly be counted as wealthy by American standards, but that's just how this South Sudanese pastor saw him. And so as my friend processed the question, he was asked one word in that line of the Lord's Prayer jumped out at him. The word our, our. Jesus tells us to pray this way. Give us this day our daily bread. I still need to pray. Give us this day our daily bread because Jesus commands me to pray that all of us receive our daily bread. The petition for daily bread is not for my bread, but for ours. When I pray for our daily bread, I'm conscious of our common need for bread I'm reminded that as a son of our Heavenly Father, I have a family obligation to see to it that my sisters and brothers and all who I hope will become my brothers and sisters will receive the healthy food and clean water, safe housing and respectable clothing necessary for our life together in God's kingdom. God calls us, you and me, to do justice for those who are hungry, not just for bread, but for all of the material goods necessary for human flourishing, to flourish, to thrive as a child of God. We have a moral duty to do that, to do our part for the least of these, our brothers and sisters, as we would for Jesus himself. In your bulletin, there's a list of what we call our Joy in Serving campaign for this holiday season. Will you turn to it now? 
your bulletin insert, it says at the top, joy in serving. And my goal and challenge for us is that between now and Christmas, each of us, every one of us, would serve or donate in at least one of these ways. Pick one or several and get involved. Maybe it's the food pantry donations for our community. Recently, our youth brought in over 2,000 items for our church food pantry. Isn't that amazing? Maybe you feel drawn to support our Food for Kids backpack program, to put healthy food in the hands of local kids in need, or to donate items like crackers, toothbrushes and toothpaste or soap and shampoo for our homeless ministry kits so our church can give them to our neighbors on the streets. Or you might like to help serve with our Serve the City food run on December 1st. These are ways for you to show your love for God and our neighbors. And love needs to be shown. Love isn't just an emotion. It's meaningless if it's just a word we use. It needs to be shown. It needs to be lived out. Love acts. And in any of these ways, God might use you to answer someone's prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. The word bread has such a range of meanings in Scripture. From the manna in the wilderness to the word of God to food on the kitchen table to the body of Christ. In communion, Jesus is present to us in flesh and blood, in the power of his word, the scriptures, and in bread and the fruit of the vine. He's present to us because he loves us and he wants to be with us and wants us to be with him each day. Jesus says, unless a grain of seed falls to the ground and dies, it can't spring forth and bear fruit. So Jesus is saying, if we hold on to life just as it is, if we cling to it, we'll actually lose our life. But if you let it go, if you let your life go, offer it to God, reckless in your love, you'll have life forever. Real and eternal life. Jesus knew exactly what he was saying when he predicted his death. He knew exactly what he was doing when he died for us and for our salvation. When he gave up his life, when he laid it down, then to take it up again in his resurrection. And that is what he's done for us. We all need daily bread for the body. You can speak with the confidence of faith that your heavenly Father will provide. And as you do, as you trust in God, you learn to see his providence in all things. That it's God who continually gives us life and gives us what we need each day. And yes, we have a part to play in that. It doesn't just fall down from heaven. But who's given us the ability to work? Who's given us the ability to think and to plan? It's God. It's God. And lovingly, each day, he provides for his children. Our prayer can train us. Our prayer is not just about us asking for something from God. 
it's also about God coming into our lives in a deeper way, in such a way that we are being trained, we're growing in faith, we're, we're, we're being prepared for life in the fullness of God's kingdom. Because Jesus, the bread of life, gives himself in love to us, to you and me. And his grace is always enough. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have come to be with us because you love us. We hunger and thirst for you. Give us what we need each day. Use us to share your love and the good news of Jesus with those around us. Help us to use this time today and in the days and weeks ahead to reflect on being grateful, to respond by showing love, to be part of your work in the world today, bringing hope, bringing peace, bringing your salvation to us and those around us. And now we pray together the prayer you've taught us, our Father who art in heaven.